0: Kia ora, Tefano. Yeah. No, my haire, my to Back to Kura podcast. Ko Shiloh Tene. Ko Ashley And we are recording our podcast on a very cold Wednesday morning at Kura in Tyler May's office, who is our kayako.
1: Yeah, um, Aroha, my mo taku kore It might be a bit different this morning because I'm a little bit mawiwi, a little bit sick. I um, played a game of. Oh, Itakuro o mu. Uh, kiri soccer tenei wikini, wikini And I didn't take off my gears after my game And I think that's <laughs> <laughs> te o tōku Oh, ka
0: aroha no, You've been away for two days
1: Oh yeah, hard So yeah, been sick for this week I'm glad to be back I feel like There's a, there's a sense of FOMO mm. When you're not at Kura And when you're not in class I have not this year, taking a back-to-back day off. So to not be here for two days, I feel like, wow, oh, what's going on? What's happening? What are we learning? What am I missing out mm-hmm. on? Uh, but at the at the same time, you got to look after your health and your well-being, first and foremost. Mm, definitely. Come in sick, it's, it's no good, no good for you, no good for anybody else. So yeah, nah, good to be back, happy to be back, and glad that we're back on the podcast as well.
0: Yeah, we're... Got a lot to kōrero about today. Um, we've been on the marae Papa for the last six weeks or so. Um, we've had our noho Mirai We have had our whakapuaki, which is our 10-minute kōrero about our marae. And, um, yeah, it's been busy.
1: How was that experience for you, the whakapuaki, the marae kaupapa?
0: Um. Okay, well, <laughs> for me, the experience of um, getting to know my marae again... Taumaha, heavy heavy kaupapa. Uh Oh, I don't know if you can hear Papa Tawhiri talking over the speaker. I don't even know what he says. <laughs> we never
1: know what he says. There's this intercom in uh, Takeda, and he just randomly every now and then does a little bit of a paanui and we're like...
0: You know, hey, aha. <laughs> I'm sure it's really important though. But um, going back to the marae Papa, I think for many of us here at Takeura It's one of the reasons why we came here Is to know where we come from Is to go back to our Mirai And the Papa sort of forces us to do that So since the holidays, which was about six weeks ago I went back to my aunties um, I went back to my marae Ko te aharoa te ingoa or tōku Mirai. Um, my marae is Te Ahoroa in Te Kewiri, um, on the side of my dad's, which, again, I only learnt the name of my of my marae this year, which is a big deal for me, just to know the name. So I went to my aunties, and even then, I feel like I bit Fakama calling up my aunties and being like, oh, hey, like, I haven't spoken to you in, like, so long. One of them I haven't spoken to since I was a child, but, hey, can you help me? But, you know, they're like, yes, come and come to me, you know, I'm not going to tell you this over the phone. Kānohe, kita kānohe, come to me. So that was cool. on the holidays, I was able to know more about my mm. Um And then it wasn't until a couple of days before the Whakapuaki when I was stressing out, hard out, oh my gosh, I don't have enough information that I, I feel like it was a tuhu. I found another one of my cousins who was able to tell me the stories of my tūpuna, Tefu and Hida, who lived on the whenua of my Midai before it became a mid-eye, and he was able to tell me that they oh my gosh, what did he say?
1: <laughs> that something about the teachers?
0: Right now? Going to go then, to
1: a mahi or something like that. I just
0: a 9A, so aye, something aye. is happening right now. But you know, anyway, it was um, a beautiful, it's been a beautiful journey for me, a beautiful journey for me, and I'm sure it's been like that for all of the here.
1: Yeah, don't let Papa Tafidi cut you off. I feel like you've got so much to say about your marae. my I, to it all? Like, how was that experience for you? I know that before this year you didn't know your marae, you didn't know that there were names of your marae, the whanekai, um, You had no information about your tupuna, your ancestors. Um, and that's amazing to be able to learn that information, to retain it and to have that inside you for the rest of your life. like surely that's changed your experience of your marae, what you think about it when you go back, you know?
0: Definitely. Like, I feel like it's changed my life. Um, you know, when I think about, so my on my mum's side of my, um, my sorry, my mum's marae, I don't know that marae, and that's something that I need to just think about, not right now, but my dad's marae, I'm familiar with it because I used to go there when I was younger for tangihanga anake, only for tangi, and at that time, Being young, you know, you go into the mirai, you don't know what's happening. You know, the men stand up and they speak for ages and you, you, oh my gosh, at that time you're like, oh, this is boring, what are they talking about? Because you don't understand. You know, someone's died that you don't really know and you're just following along and it's confusing. But now I've been able to know the name of my binai, but also, you know, my tupuna, their stories, um, you know, and now... It's more than just knowing now. I feel connected to my eye and now that I know, I want to do more. What is that
1: now? <laughs> so many noises in Why the morning. Why am I being
0: interrupted? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, torhu <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: like Shiloh, stop talking. <laughs> but I mean, it's been beaut- it's been a great experience. What about you, Ashley?
1: Yeah, not nah, same. Same for you. I uh, loved the experience. Didn't know my marae. Uh, didn't know the name. Didn't know the name of the fadekai. Um, ko te aroha toku marae. Uh, no mangamuka. So up north to Taitokedo. Um Yeah, just the journey has been real interesting. And I, I feel like Takuta are smart in a sense that um, we've all wanted to do these things in the past in our lives. You know, cracking on, knocking on the door of 30 now. and... Haven't really done any. Uh,
0: wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Haven't really done and um, been on that journey to connect to my marae like that. So it's something that I've always wanted to do, and um, I feel like they know this and they know that it's important and necessary for you to connect to your marae, for you to go on this journey of learning, learning that real and um, understanding who you are, and it's not just a it's not just a deal for us this year. It's it's so much more than that, and I think that this marae Kopapa was definitely um, reflective of that for me. And uh, yeah, so really just grateful and cool that I know a few puraku of my ancestors, um, Rahiri. Like if you if you're from Napuhi, you come from Rahiri, and then um, his two sons Uenuku and Kaharo, um, they're like the Tino Tupuna of Napuhi, and just. To even know their names and to remember their names is special for me and I can pass on that information or and, um That to me is special because it, it wasn't – all of these whakapuaki, these assessments, for me, they are ass- assessments, they are assignments, but it's not about the mark. It's not about getting an A+. Plus. It's not about getting 100%. It's about whatever it is for you and for me – the The most important thing was the pudako, the stories, the mm. stories of my people, the stories of my ancestors, the stories of Kupe coming to Aotearoa from Hawaii and landing in Hokianga, like all of these things that I never knew before I might have um, sort of been told once or twice but never remembered. Now, for some apparent reason, I can remember them and I'll never forget them. So that to me was
0: amazing. Yeah, definitely. I feel like for me that's when the, the penny dropped, when I learnt the the stories of my tūpuna, and I was like, wow, now I can look at my family tree, my Papa, and I can trace back to when my tūpuna came to uh, Tekawiri and lived there, and it's back six generations, and now I don't just know the names of my tūpuna now, I know the stories, where they came from, and... and struggle that they went through you know and, and all those things the good and the bad sometimes when we go back into our whakapapa we see a lot of raru there's there's good and there's bad as well but it's all part of that journey and yeah it's been really really good for me really enlightening
1: yeah I really enjoyed it and I think um something that was evident that I'm being supported by a higher being this is just my whakapapa anyways was um Probably the first two-thirds of the whakapuaki for the marae, um, I was going to do my mother's side. So we're from um, Moirua, up in, um, yeah, up in Moirua to Taitokero, Ngati Hine. And, um, yeah, I was really stressed. Eh? I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know the names. I didn't know who to reach out to get information from. I, I was just really anxious about it. And then um, one night, I think I stayed home another day. I just needed a, a MDO, a Māori <laughs> day off. <laughs> and I worked on my on my whakapuaki and I changed my marae to my father's side. And then honestly, after that moment, I felt like all this mātauranga came to me that I didn't think I knew, but it just came to me and I was like, wow. Like, And, and, and after that day, I felt like my whole corridor was just sus. I have to change it to my father's side. And um, I don't know, I just felt like people were helping me mm. to do my puaki, definitely. Because from just a day of, oh, my God, I'm stressed too. Oh, sweet, I'm going to be all good. That's crazy, to, to me anyways. And I think another reason as to why it became so, I don't know, just instilled in me, the corridor was that I had been to my father's marae. So at the end of last year, I knew I was going to tuck you there. so I told my father, I said, oh. And my father left when I was young. You know, I was raised by my mother, and I told him, oh, I need to go back to my marae. I need to go back to our marae. I've, I, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what the awa looks like. I don't know what the maunga looks like. I, I, we've got land up there that we've got a little batch on. I've never seen that, and my father built it. So all of these things were like, pushing me to go, oh, well, you need to go back to your marae. So he took me up. So I feel like that was the reason as to why some of that matauranga came, because I'd been there. I had seen it, you know. I hadn't just thought about it or knew the name of the marae or knew where it stood. It was like, nah, I've been there. I've seen it. I've got pictures of it, you know. So I think that that's important when you're going on your journey is that you have to be there. You have to go there. and And go with someone that knows a little bit. So they can tell you, they can teach you.
0: Yeah, and I guess, you know, it's uh, not a, not a lot of time, six weeks, to dive deep into a kaupapa that is so big as the mirai. You know, like I said, I still haven't dived into my mum's side of to the, you know of that mirai because it's a lot of heavy stuff. And for a lot of the eaters, some of them said that they, you know, were trying to find someone that knows. And, you know, who, who holds that knowledge in your whanau, you know, of the mirai and of the history? But for me, it's not just, I guess, this you know, an assignment or fa'apuwaki. You know, for me, this is going to have to be the hiding for the next year or until I know, like, fully know the history of of both my midai because that's who I am. And I feel like uh, at here at Takuora, when we t- think about our fa'apuwaki, the first one that we did was kōwai white. So, who am I, you know? And then we're figuring out who we are. And this wakapuaki on the mid is, um, you know, no here, where do we come from? And I feel like our next one is going to be, e anaki here, where are we going? And mm. so I think that's forming what Papa Tafiti said at the beginning of the year is getting that nākō Māori, that Māori heart, is knowing one, who we are, number two, where we come from, and number three, where are we going?
1: Mm, the triple threat. You know that I was told once from uh, one of my good friends I'd I'd say he's a mentor and he said um, Knowing who you are enhances you like nothing else can And I've always remembered that sort of proverb or quote from him Because I feel like it's so true
0: Mm. Um,
1: And I think that's a lot of the reason as to why a lot of us are here Because we didn't know our multi side We didn't know who our people were who our marae was or anything to do with our Māori side so um, that's helping us to build our identity and our foundations to go to wherever we need to go to after this
0: definitely now that we know you know you only know what you know and so forth we, we had the noho marae right and a lot of for a lot of us it was our first time on a marae and we're only learning the tikanga now there's our age, our ages here at takayota range from 18 to like 70 years old you know and I actually was speaking to um, Francis Tippany from the Casketeers and he said it should be mandatory for, for tamariki, every tamariki, Māori or non-Māori, to visit a mirai, to know, to learn about the tikanga, to learn about all these things. So that means as adults we're not learning something that should be a fundamental part of every experience of every New Zealander. So no, you know, oh, okay, so that's what, um, you know, like, oh,
1: Wow. The tikanga, the yeah. kawa, the, kawa. the uh, yeah, the reasons as to why there is a, a a female standing and singing this karanga.
0: Yeah, so oh, this know? is what's happening. This you know? is
1: what's happening, or this is the reason. And yeah, nah. that's uh, awesome for kado, and I think that that's pretty important. And we should probably do that because I've been in a situation where I've been in Marais in the past, and I felt uncomfortable, definitely, where I don't know what's happening, and I don't know what people are saying, and I don't know. The tikanga. I don't I didn't even know there was a kawa, you know? It was, there's just so many unknowns and when you're in a environment that's unknown, you, you feel uncomfortable.
0: Definitely, and then you just want to go back yeah, to yeah. our Pākehā. Do you remember at the I guess six weeks ago at the beginning of this kaupapa, Thailand Tyler may asked us or oh, the difference between tikanga and kawa? And we were all like, "Huh? Hmm?
1: Yeah, what is kawa? <laughs>
0: is that kawa? <laughs> I mean, were is that like, is is Pacific
1: Island
0: that we drink it? <laughs> a lot of us just didn't know. Not only that, but we didn't know how to explain it, the difference between tikanga and kawa. Mm. But again, and I'm going to quote Francis Tepani on that. He said Francis from the Test did say that he had always wanted to be quoted. But he said the difference between tikanga and kawa is kawa is you use katri to to eat food, right? But tikanga is what katri? Katri. Cutlery that you use, so what type of cutlery you So, does that make sense? Mm. For the differences between the two,
1: kind of. Um, uh, oh, yeah, kind of, but I, I guess there's it's quite hard to for me, anyways, to sit here and try and explain kawa and tikanga because it's it's quite a big topic,
0: yeah. But that's a simplified version, aye, 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 aye. Um, but
1: even just to know that there, I didn't even know that there was kawa, I yeah. just thought tikanga. Yeah.
0: Neither did I. Every,
1: every, well, not everyone, but people know tikanga. You hear tikanga, and that's protocols. But kawa is tikanga, from my understanding, tikanga is something that you can somewhat change. Mm, it's you can changing. mend tikanga to um, sort of suit you or benefit, or not benefit, but just kind of get the job done. Whereas kawa is something that you can't change.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, right, when you're eating dinner, right, you need to have. Something to eat your food with, right? So it's cow. Dinga dinga, ni. Yeah, oh cow, <laughs> <laughs> You need like a fork or knife and spoon, but the hunger is choosing which one, and that changes over time. Okay, so well, that's anyway. That's like a simplified version, and that's something that we've been learning about, and. It was really cool because we had our noho marae.
1: Yeah, how was your experience at the noho marae?
0: Well, at the noho I was at a tier called Tahitanga Marae, which nice. is just out of Auckland. Beautiful. It was so beautiful. We were there for three days. It was interesting, though, for us, and I'm sure, Ashley, you have similar fakada. or we've talked about this, is that on the first day of the noho marae, we actually went to a tangi. So one of our um, the toed and a class, their, their father passed away, and... You know, it was really, really sad, and her marae, or the tangi was being hard maybe 45 minutes from the marae, the moho marae, so as a class, as a akomanga, we were able to go in and support, and I feel like it was at that tangi that everything that we had learnt in the last six weeks or so of marae, of tikanga, I saw it come to pass in real life at the tangi. Like that, to me, was where I learnt the most, was it was like a real, like it was, it was just a, a beautiful but sad but a beautiful experience for me. It
1: was, it was, it was exactly what you said, everything that we've learnt in actuality. Yeah. Like you saw the Komātua, you saw the pani, you saw the tupapaku, Tupapaku? Tūpāpāku, Tūpāpāku you know everything that we had learned about in the Manga and the and, and that was the beautiful, beautiful thing about it was that it was it was happening in real time you know we had one of our um tawira, young fella by the name of alex um, he stood up and spoke for us as manuhiri yeah He replied you know that the, the komata will reply they told us the kawa there you know they they said oh you know cuz the kawa o te marae o te um called i think it was and just just to see all of that actually unfold was um truly special and and also to be there as a akumanga in the class and to support our our friend and our mate uh in, in class was was really special as well. We got to sing them waiata. Um Ahor ahua average, um, we were still there, you know, we still gave it our best. So it was it was nice to be there and support and I think she really appreciated it and I know that the Fano and the Komatu really appreciated her uh, us being there as well because you know these are people that have that are sitting and uh surrounded by te ao Māori a lot but to see for them to see a group of younger um learners who are on the learning journey to learn about everything that there is to know about Teal Maori, the real the Kawa, the tikanga of marae, you know, I think they were really their heart were filled their hearts were filled by that. Mm. Cause we're the the future generation—that's what they were seeing that as. Ah, so that wasn't. Yeah, that was really cool for me as well.
0: What was cool for me too was when we got there. Um, Tyler May had taught us about the—I forgotten the name. It slipped from my head. But um, the kuya that is waiting for the manuhere, and when she sees him she'll come out and she'll talk to the manuhere about um, oh who who's gonna um do the karanga who's going to do the it or and all that. And as soon as we got there, I saw exactly what Tyler May was talking about. This beautiful, beautiful career came out of nowhere, Talked to us who was doing the karanga, and then Tyler May did the karanga. And the first time ever that I've listened to a karanga and been able to understand what was being said and feeling every word before I would just not zone out, but I didn't know what they were saying. It was
1: just the sound, really.
0: Yeah, it was the first time I could understand. And it was just just I don't know it was just so meaningful mm. to me and after we we left um we were in the van and then one of the other Toyra Daniel said did they know we were coming because there was a group of about 20 of us and there was all that Kai and they didn't know that we were coming but that's another part of Tikang that we're also learning is like having that they that, that they had enough, you know always having enough Kai. Mm. You know and so like even though there was like a group of us that just showed up there was enough kai to feed us and to break the the um the tapu thing, so yeah it's just a beautiful experience.
1: Yeah, it was an awesome experience. So we had two experiences really of of a of a real porfity and a real tangihanga. So after that we went back to oh no before that actually uh we had a porfity at Te Kōtahitanga Marae and um Matsu uh, our Dennis he was the facilitator for the the haukanga, and and again just to see that in actuality and to have learned for the past six weeks, four weeks um, about Marae and about Pōwhiri and about Kaua and to see um, you know him stand up, have a or us to avail um Tane from Ruma stand up to a it uh to waiata just to to be sitting in that environment and to feel somewhat fakato or toe settled was a great experience for me and it's something that, you know, I was very I will treasure because I think that that was kind of one of the first times that I felt like, oh, yo, I know what's going on. I can talk to my mate. I can, I can be just comfortable as, because I'm like, sweet. I kind of understand what's going on in this environment and in this setting. And to be at that situation this year, it, yeah, it feels really cool. And, mm-hmm. to, and to feel like if I go to another marae that I know that I will feel kind of somewhat settled and somewhat comfortable in that environment and in that setting is, are things that I've been looking for. In my journey?
0: Definitely felt like a safe space at the Northern Mirai, huh? Mm. We were all there just learning. And um, one thing I thought about is how, you know, it is sometimes, uh, well, some of us, it's our first time on the Mirai, and sometimes we just don't know the tikanga. And so it's like a reminder to be kind because we're all in our different journey of learning. And if you see someone that doesn't, or is doing something wrong, just tell them, you know, on, and, and tell them, oh, that's not the tikanga. And because mm,
1: it is it is daunting, man. It's daunting being there. It's daunting being in that environment where you don't know. Oh, I've, you know you. Surely you've been in that environment as well. Or that situation where you're like, oh, can I sit here? Oh, can I do this? Mm. Oh, can I do that? And you somewhat become a shell of the person that you are because you're just so worried about breaking the tikang or breaking the color. Mm. Um. So I think it's important to learn those things so that you can experience it in a in a different light in a different lens
0: yeah definitely um so the next um kapapa that i wanted to talk about is and i guess a lot of people have been asking oh you know what are some of the ways in which we're learning uh-huh. or retaining um the rio? and maybe Esther you could share your you know like what's some advice or some tips on how you're learning.
1: It's interesting that this comes up, and I feel like there's a lot of moments along this hiding hour where you go, Oh man, it's these are moments that are meant to be. Because mm. for the last whakapuaki about our marae, I, I helped my mother out a little bit because um, we're obviously doing the same whakapuaki and she just needed a bit of help. And um, I got to kind of talk to her about. How I learn and how I think I'm learning and the differences in what she's doing into what I'm doing. So my mother, um, she's quite old school, right? Um, She'll listen in class and then she'll write down notes, write down notes, (laughs) write down notes. She'll go home, she'll study, she'll study, she'll study. She'll write more, she'll write more. And there's an emphasis on writing and remembering. And I'm like, Katie poi, if that's how you learn, awesome, because I know that we're all different. But I feel like that is so much harder then what I do, and I can't even really explain it, but what I do is I think So listen, and I listen, remember certain things and then I just go over them in my head all the time or I say them in my everyday conversation and that is my form of studying or is it all. So if someone says something, I'm like, oh, what is that? Like, what is kote nui? Mm. And then I'll ask the question, I'll say, oh, what's kote nui? Because I hear everybody say it, mm. but I don't know what that means. Yeah. And then they go, oh, it's like, oh, the most important thing, or, you know, the main yeah. thing. And I go, "Ah!" Oh. And then you'll hear me 30 minutes later, oh, kutemia nui. Te whagarongo. You know, and, <laughs> and that is the style that I learn and I find most easy for me, is just to put it in my head and to just go over it all the time and so. Caputa toril. I always say it like say it, say it, say it. Because repetition is how you remember things. Mm. Um, and that to me is like one or two forms of mahi. Whereas like listening, then writing, then remembering, then trying to say it. That's like four. That's like four things that you need to do before you're even saying what you've just learned. That's tough. That's tough. And then all of this writing that you've got in this massive book. Overwhelming. You go back and you're like, oh my, god, that's, oh my god, there's so much in here. Oh, how am I going to remember this? Whereas if you just put it in your mind and you can remember it, or you can just say it, then KT pai, pai tera and then around that, that builds like the the connections and the little things that you need to know around the ill, and then you build your Ho. and that's a different, that's different. Like kupuho is a, a, a different technique. Like, if you want to learn your ho, then you write it down and you say it, repeat, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Um, and, and that's kind of different because you put your ho into the structures that you learn, but learning the structures, I feel like the best way to learn the structures is to just say it.
0: I mean, I guess that's our aim, is to try and kōrero mai in talku nāko, like, to speak from our heart. And that's what I've been trying to do as well. I mean, I'm like your mum. I, I, I will write... Now I'll hear Tyler May say something, oh, I've got to write this down and then I've missed the next part and now yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, now I'm lost. What's going on? And so I know that in my book that when I first started here, I've got like all these pages of like kupu and now, but there's no use of writing it if I'm not saying it, you know? And so I think that's something that I've kind of switched is doing what you're doing and trying to listen out for words and then just, just speak it, speak it, speak it, speak it.
1: Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. And it was funny because my mum was like kind of <laughs> a little bit ho-ha. We both don't don't like getting told what to do from each other. So when she tells me stuff, I'm like. Pfft. And then when I tell her stuff, she's like, Oh yeah, yeah, but pfft. um, but then like, <laughs> don't tell me what to yeah, do. Don't, don't tell me what to do. You're my son. Um, but then she was saying she was real ho-ha the other day because after her whakapuaki, her her um her teacher came up to her Jamal and he was like. Oh, you know, love what you're doing, but um, you know, he pretty much said everything that I just said to her, <laughs> and she came back and she's like, "I'm so annoyed." <laughs> everything that you told me, Jamal was saying, and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh!" But he's on a similar, he was on a similar vibe, just like caught it all, it all, put it in your brain and call it all.
0: Okay, and so that I mean, that's you know what we want to do, right? Is to call it all. But the thing is, it's hard to do that when we have fakama about, you know, speaking. So, we, um, Asleen and I are doing this uh, kaupapa next week with rangatahi, working with them and, uh, I guess, overcoming the barriers of learning te reo Māori. And there were five challenges or barriers that rangatahi, and I'm sure everyone can relate to this, that people face when learning te reo Māori. And I'm just going to go over them real quick. But number one, feeling too embarrassed to speak. Number two, a fear of speaking. Number three, lacking confidence to speak. Number four, a need for safe space to learn, engage with, and speak. And number five, feeling judged by fluent speakers. Mm. So all of this, I feel like encum- encompasses that fakamar of speaking. So it's easy to say, "Oh yeah, like we need to court it up," but how do we overcome the the barriers? I guess.
1: Well, why are there barriers for us? What What is that to you? You know, if, 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 if one of those stands out for you as one of the barriers, then go deeper on that. Like, what is your purpose? Why are you trying to learn? To speak, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so mm-hmm.
0: if
1: you want to speak, you got to put words out of your mouth. That's just my focado. I understand, I understand that there are and I understand. Even even me, when I go around sort of more confident speakers, okay, like I'm a little bit more reserved with my corridor because it is scary. And it is you're you're vulnerable to be judged and to be sort of frowned upon for oh you didn't say that right or that's not correct or you pronounced that wrong. And who cares? who cares Okay, yeah what's your purpose like why are you trying to learn who cares about anybody else and what they think about you always focus on your own journey and what your reasons are and where you've come from we might not be amazing speakers now but from the start of this year to where we are now massive difference massive difference and that to me are the fruits of our labor that to me is the most important thing. It's not about being Scotty or Stacey. It's not about being Papa Taffy or Faya Ka, you know, it's about your own personal journey and what's gonna benefit that journey? Speaking and mm. using Ordeal.
0: Definitely. And I think for me, for, for me, you know, f has been a huge daru that I have had to overcome and still overcoming. One thing that has really helped me though is to remember who I am. And one way that I do that, and I've started to do this, is now I recite my pipiha every day. So when I, when I lie in bed, I'll say my pipiha over and over again to remember where I come from. Another thing that really helps too is that I've started to karakia in Māori. And that helps me because in the morning when I wake up now and I, I say my karakia, instead of waiting to go to kura to be in te ao Māori, te ao Māori comes into me, you know, like into my heart, From the moment I wake up and when I go to bed, it's inside of me. And so, like, I understand 100% the (coughs) whakumaa because there are a lot of, I guess, um, maybe personal trauma, intergenerational Mm -hmm. trauma that you might have. And if you're listening to this and you're on that real journey, like, I completely understand. But um, maumahara kowai koe, like, remember who you are and that you are a descendant of, of, you know, tūpuna – of, um, you know, of greatness, and if you remember that and if you continue to think about your tūpuna to to know their names, learn their names, learn their stories, you'll feel that extra power as you're on this journey of reclaiming our language. And so, that you know, there's a lot to dive into with, with in Whakamā, but I think for me anyway, it's just remembering who I am.
1: Well, that's important. Yeah, and I uh, yeah, I don't want to come across that's just me, that's just naturally me. Like
0: Yeah, that's okay, different. Yeah, different. Yeah. You
1: know, and I'm yeah, fuck them but at the same time I'm like, oh like and I will support other people who are caught at as well, you know what I mean? That's all part of the journey.
0: That's yeah. all part of it.
1: It's all part like if you suck, KT Pie. Like the only way you're gonna get better is by practicing and learning. I've sucked and we've all sucked. We I still suck now, but you know, that doesn't that's not gonna hinder me. And I think also Just a stage before that Right Is what you'd ask yourself Or you'd, you could ask Well what if I don't know how to speak You know What if I don't know the sentence structures What if I don't know like Actually how to court it all? That's different Because you don't know how to So I feel like once you build a base And you can say Certain things Or hold yourself in a conversation Then you should start to call it or more. Hmm. But if you don't know that base, well then you have to learn the base. Because if you don't know how to say anything, you can't speak. So I understand the fucking ma and 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 I was in that situation as well. But yeah. once you learn, we've got enough base now to feel confident enough to have a, a conversation, right? hmm So kaway fuckama. Kawe fuckama e awanga wanga. Natimea mehemia um it quoted on ana like if we it all mean cuz that's just every conversation and every instance of a it all is a chance to learn and a chance mm-hmm. to grow and a chance to take from others what they're saying oh sweet be curious be inquisitive be like oh well a lot of people say that so what does that mean cuz i need i need to put that in my bag i need to have that in my bag and that's another thing that I said. Like one of the main things is listening, and they say it all the time. It could have. They say it all the time. It's our Maori. Like you got to listen, and it's true because when you listen, you start to hear little things that people do, and then you go, oh well, that must mean that. So then you put it in your bag and you use it, mm. and no one will ever know that you just t- took it from someone. <laughs> you know that some lady did a me the other day in our in our class, and she said aha kote aha, and I was like. What?
0: What is me too Me too I took that as well like, No matter what koa. huh?
1: Yeah no matter what mm. And now you know I stole that too Exactly Every time you caught it Or from now on If you want to say Aha caught the aha You know oh, No matter what
0: And yeah. I steal some of your kupu too
1: Aye, <laughs> I me, Me au hoki I steal some of yours too And I steal I still a lot of people's kupu I listen to Tyler Mae I'll teach her all the time Okay, what is she saying What is she saying Oh yeah And I might miss like 65 70 percent of it but hopefully i'll take one kupu or hopefully i'll take one sort of joining sentence and i'll add that to my bag and then that's how you slowly progress that's how you slowly get more of an understanding and more vocabulary to be able to call it, it all and have a conversation.
0: Sorry, it's not stealing, it's gifting. It is gifting. gifting. And sharing, it's a koha. Sharing mean? our language together. Aroha mai aroha atu.
1: Reciprocity.
0: I took that from you too. Aroha mai aroha atu. Yeah, and, and just one more thing before we go, because I've got to go to karakia, but um, the safe space as well. If you're able to find a safe space, the um if you're able to find friends or things that you can feel safe enough to call it korero with, then, then find it, because I feel like that's what's been so helpful to me at, at Takuura is finding People that I can just – I know that I can make mistakes and it's okay. You know, no one's – because we're all in that same journey. You know, but it's hard when you don't feel like you have that safe space. So do your best to find a safe space to learn.
1: Yeah, surround yourself with people that can call it all as well and you'll see your your deal grow exponentially. Mm. Um, is that us? That's us. We're going to go to Karakia. We're going to get in water. trouble. We're late.
0: Two minutes late.
1: Kei <laughs> pai, um – we're excited. Hana, te um
0: katikaka uh, more next Kopapa, which is on Materiki. So we're really excited to dive deep into that and all the Purako. That's gonna be our next Fakapuwaki in three weeks. So
1: Good luck.
0: Me <laughs> okay. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> good luck to both of us. But thank you everyone for tuning in. Have a good week. <laughs>